This is Real Estate Rookie episode 243. So the first thing that I feel like everybody should be doing on the Airbnb profile, that first line, and this is like general copy talk. Everybody talks about the hook in copywriting and a hook is just basically getting someone's attention so they take action, right? The first line is you should be saying, hey, I'm Mark, founder of X. Um, you, now you can't put a direct web link in there. Airbnb will spot that, the bots will spot that, but you can get creative. So I always used to put, hey, I'm Mark, founder of X. Check out our online reviews. They're rather good. Or they're really good. My name is Ashley Kerr, and I'm here with my co-host, Tony Robinson. And welcome to the Real Estate Rookie Podcast, where every week, twice a week, we bring you the inspiration, motivation, and stories you need to hear to kickstart your investing journey. And this week, I want to shout out someone from the rookie audience that goes by the username Iris Said. And Iris's review says, by far my favorite real estate investing podcast, podcast. Ashley always knows how to ask the best questions that a rookie would want to hear. And Tony brings so much advice and knowledge from his own experience. Both have a great chemistry and I love their personality. So Iris, we appreciate the uh, the honest rating and review. And if you haven't yet, if you're a listener, you're part of the rookie audience, uh, please do leave us an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform it is you're listening to. The more reviews we get, the more folks we can help. And that's always the goal here. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that I turned one of my first homes into an Airbnb? It's true. And it even helped me get the extra income I needed to launch my real estate career. So if you want to try your hand at making even more income with your property, Airbnb is the place to be. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Remember when you had to pay to get a Leeds phone number? It was like the dark ages. Until Deal Machine made skip tracing a thing of the past. Now, with your Deal Machine plan, you'll get unlimited access to phone numbers and contact information for no extra cost. That's right. Get high-quality, reliable information trusted by leading financial institutions, all fully compliant with the federal do-not-call list. Explore over 150 data points, including age, gender, marital status, occupation, and a ton more. Trust me, this is the data you need for off-market deals. With new filters, people flags, and color-coded phone numbers, lead management just got a ton easier. Ready to step up your investing game? Sign up for a Deal Machine plan today and gain immediate access to this unlimited treasure trove of contact information and phone numbers. Just head to dealmachine.com bp. Transform your lead generation and deal-making strategies with Deal Machine. Sign up today and start exploring the unlimited possibilities at dealmachine.com BP. Rookies, 2024 is the year to start protecting your rental properties with an LLC. But you don't have to do all the paperwork and filing yourself. Corporate Direct is your professional and affordable option for getting your LLC done right. They handle the state filings, draft your operating agreement, and act as your registered agent. They'll even help you comply with the Corporate Transparency Act, a new federal disclosure law affecting every real estate investor. Corporate Direct is a family business founded by attorney, author, and rich dad advisor Garrett Sutton over 35 years ago. Now, his son Ted is a licensed attorney working with him. Together, they've helped thousands of real estate investors form and maintain their LLCs and protect their assets. If you're trying to build a real estate portfolio, do not skip the LLC. Head over to corporatedirect.com slash biggerpockets to schedule a free 15-minute consultation with an incorporating specialist. Mention Real Estate Rookie and get a $100 discount on your formation. That's corporatedirect.com slash biggerpockets. 
together. So, um, Ashley, I'm super excited for for today's episode. Um, our our guest is actually someone that I've known online for a little while, and then he and I actually met at a conference last summer. And uh, when I heard him speak, I recognized or I realized there was like a big gaping hole in my business. And today's episode is all about how all investors can fill that big gaping hole that exists in their own business as as well. I, I've got to say, Tony, I just, you're starting out talking about meeting online, meeting him in person, and then a gaping <laughs> hole. Where is this going? <laughs> It's for the, but the, the after isn't it version. funny like how many people you meet in your network that are from online like growing up and especially like when there was AIM and AOL it's like you don't talk to you don't meet people online like your parents drilled that into you like you don't go and meet them in person and honestly that's been like some of the best like friendships that I've connected with and have like people in my network is meeting them online and it's just so funny how things have changed and Obviously, meeting them in a safe public place or at a conference <laughs> right. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. When Tony slides into your DMs and invites you over to his home, <laughs> it's probably a spammer. Do not yeah. go. <laughs> totally. And yeah, if yeah. And, and can we just touch on like if anyone's getting messages from either me or Ashley or Sarah or anyone asking you to uh, if we just hit you with like a hey, how are you? Um, and then the, the the conversation quickly flows into crypto. Um, just know it's not us; it's a scam. Um, but today's episode is not about getting scammed. Today's episode is, uh, again, a good buddy of mine. His name is Mark Simpson, and he's here all to talk about direct booking. And when we talk about direct booking, it's for all of those folks that are in the short-term and medium-term rental space that rely solely on Airbnb and Verbo to get all of their bookings. And Mark, in today's episode, highlights the dangers with doing that as a short-term rental investor and also gives you a really clear framework on how to build your own platform outside of uh, sites like Airbnb and Verbo and and uh, how he's had millions of dollars worth of bookings come through his websites uh, to help other hosts do the same thing. Yeah. And I really don't know a ton about this. So this was super informational for me. Tony was like a kid at a candy store, like word vomiting over everything he was saying and asking really great questions and follow up too, and giving some personal stories about his experience um, with just bookings through Airbnb and then the difference been using direct bookings and how he's kind of setting it up. So this is a a great episode for short-term rentals, medium-term rentals. This can even be used for, or even if you are somebody looking to book a property sometime in the future as to where other places you can go besides Airbnb. And I think with Airbnb making all of these changes recently, maybe it is um, going to be an advantage to somebody to actually go ahead and start setting up this direct booking site. Mark? Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Real Estate Rookie Podcast. Why don't you go ahead and give us a brief overview of who you are and what you do? Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Um, So my name is Mark Simpson. Uh, I founded a company called Boostly back in 2016. As you can tell from this accent, I'm I'm over the pond in in the United Kingdom. Um, Born and raised here, born in hospitality, raised in hospitality, which is which is really weird in this industry. So many people fall into it from other investment strategies or from other careers, but I was born in it. And so uh, ever since like the, ever since I can remember, I'm just so used to being having strangers in my house in our family business, which was a bed and breakfast. It was a 14 bedroom bed and breakfast, um, right in the middle of nowhere 
in the United Kingdom, right in the woods. And that was the appeal. So we had lots of guests coming to stay with us because we were in the middle of nowhere with, with farm animals. We had Highland cows. I don't know if you've ever seen or heard of a Highland cow before. Those big cows with horns and shaggy hair. Oh, yeah. That, that was us. <laughs> that was us. That was our appeal. And as bizarrely, there was a niche of people. There's like an, an army of people who travel around just to go and visit Highland cows. They would come and stay with us just because of them, which was bizarre. But um, I grew up in in, a, in this little bed and breakfast. Uh, I grew up and I wanted to, in my teenagers, do one thing and one thing only, and that was escape. I wanted to be a soccer player. Uh, but there's one problem. I'm crap at playing soccer. So I, uh, I, saw, <laughs> I resorted to coaching soccer and then had an amazing opportunity to come out to America. So that was pretty much 2002, 2010, coming to America, five months, got my visa, came out, traveled all over the States, uh, coaching it, doing youth development, and then eventually ended up back in England, uh, back in London, fell into sales and marketing for Yelp. Uh, it was Quipe at the time before they got bought out. And that's where I learned all about social media, marketing, emails, SEO, you name it. And then eventually um, in 2012, my parents who had been had the business about 25, 30 years at this point, they needed one of me or my siblings to come into the business. Um, I was the oldest out of the four and it was ideal. And I just took um, all that stuff I learned in London and put it into the business. And for four or five years, we we just focused on um, marketing it, taking that offline word of mouth, putting it online. And it, it worked really well. Like when TripAdvisor was popular, we, we got to the top of trip, TripAdvisor in the north of England for like most recommended places to stay. Um, our social media was popping and, and it just all resulted in uh, 80% year on year of our bookings that came in was from Airbnb, uh, sorry, it was from direct. So 20% was Airbnb, 20% was booking.com, 20% was Expedia, 80% of it was direct bookings. And um, it went really well. And then in 2016, I started to, um, I started up a, a Facebook group called the Hospitality Community, which is still active and live right now. And people come and join it from all over the world. And they were came, coming in because they were frustrated with uh, Airbnb, Booking.com, and they wanted to learn their own direct bookings. And that's literally what I've been doing every day since 2016, helping people um, sort of uh, figure out this whole world of hospitality, guest experience, direct bookings, and and um, which is where we we're here today. So thank you for having me. Yeah, Mark, super excited to have you, brother. And um, you just recently posted something, I think in one of the Facebook groups, um, about a statistic about all of the direct booking websites that you've helped create. Do you know what I'm talking about? Would you mind sharing that sharing that figure with our, our listeners? Yeah, so this is really exciting. Um, so for the last sort of four years, we've been building direct booking websites using using WordPress. And uh, for the last four years, I, I know that these websites work, but it's just me saying, hey, these work, trust me. And so it, about two years ago, um, we created a, a really cool piece of technology where we were able to track every booking that came from one of our websites. And in 2022, so what, we're about 11 months in now to 2022, we've generated uh, and tracked 2.5 million pounds, which is around about $3 million worth of, of direct bookings that our websites have, have generated, which, you know, is, is, is an, an amazingly high number. I would love it to be double. My goal is to get that double next year. But it, it's just it just sort of shows that, you know, you can do this yourself. There are ways to making your own bookings. And it's just a case of, having the foundations and the blueprint in place to make sure that you're enabled to do so, which is hopefully what we'll, we'll sort of dig into today. Mark, that's a tremendous achievement, right? Um, and I, I think more and more people need to be aware that, let me, let me put it this way, in any other business, people spend money on marketing. 
But in the world of Airbnbs, uh, everyone kind of relies on the, the platforms to drive all of their revenue. But can you think of any other industry where you know 90% of the folks in that industry don't spend anything on marketing? And it, it just doesn't exist. And I, I think the, the message that you're driving around really taking ownership of your business and not relying on these platforms is a step that's often overlooked by a lot of new and seasoned uh, investors in this space. Yeah, you're 100% right. I, I honestly can't. And I've tried and tried and tried. And if anybody knows in the comments, is please let me know, because I can't think of any other industry where you can go take a couple of pictures, upload your business to a said listing site, and be pretty much guaranteed to, to generate revenue. And, you know, it is a blessing and a curse. And let's not get it wrong. We're, we're not here to slate Airbnb. They've built a fantastic business model, as did Verbo, which is XDXpedia Group, as did Booking.com, TripAdvisor before them. And they've, they've enabled anybody, any rookie, any real estate rookie to get started on the platform, literally throw up a couple of images and there's specific dates in your calendar. doesn't matter where your market is, that you know that you could just sell out five times over because we're in the industry of making experiences. We're in, we're in the hospitality industry and we create memories. I, I say this a lot and I, and I hope that people start to sort of realize this is every booking, there's a story behind it. So every reservation that you get, whether it's a, a staycation, a workcation or whatever, there's a story around it and it's all about making memories. And so because of that, you can get a lot of bookings very easily from one platform. But the, the curse is that because it is so easy, it's very easy. And all these spinning plates that you've got, it's very easy to go, well, that's the marketing sorted. I'll just leave that to them. And you'll just sort of go sorted. And then because of that, you are then reliant on one platform, let's just say Airbnb. And when you were, you are over-reliant, you are then culpable to anything potentially bad happening. And there's so many examples of those bad things happening in literally this year, but over the last sort of three years of, well, the first sort of three years of this decade, at least. So Mark, I'm so glad you mentioned that, right? That, that you become reliant and not just reliant, but almost um, at the mercy of is probably a, a better way to say it. And we we took a new listing live over the summer. Um, it was a, a, an older property we purchased. We rehabbed it. One of my, my favorite rehabs we've ever done. And uh, the, the property, you know, we listed it. It was doing well. And our fifth review came back as a one star. You know, not anything I think that we necessarily did. Just, you know, disgruntled guests. We couldn't get the review removed. So our rating went from like a, a 5.0 to like a 4.3. And when that happened, the bookings just immediately slowed down. And we've been fighting and struggling to kind of breathe life back into that listing. And as that was going on, I kept thinking like, man, had we just kind of had our own direct booking website, it would have been another way to, to kind of get the revenue coming in. And when I look at other listings that are doing really, really well, especially in Joshua Tree, because Joshua Tree is like a very trendy, like, you know, Instagrammable, social media heavy market. Some of the best listings in that market are booked out months and months in advance. And it's because they've built this massive following off of Airbnb and off of Verbo. So they've got the big Instagram following. They've got their own direct booking website. They've got a YouTube channel. They're doing these other things to drive traffic to their listings outside of just waiting for Airbnb and Verbo to, to kind of pass those, those bookings on to them. Yeah, no, you, you're 100%. Like, again, you're right. And it's and my goal is to help 1 million hosts to never have to worry about getting a bad review on Airbnb. Never have to worry about the algorithms again. Because when you are so worried about that, you then become 
sort of reliant, but reliant on the guest as well. And, you know, when the OTAs, when a guest books with you via an OTA, you can't really control who that person is. Like as much as there is um, inquiry only mode, instant book is everything now. And Airbnb kind of sort of force you to go down, go down that route. And because of that, anybody can book. And when that happens, we talk about it a lot when we say customer avatar and customer avatar is this fancy marketing spiel for your ideal guest. And ideally with the properties that you've got, whether it's in Joshua Tree or, you know, upper state New York or in the Smokies or wherever, you're going to have your I ideal guest. Now the ideal guest for the area, but also the ideal guest for your property. And then once you figure out, I talk about it in, in, in the book, Direct Playbook, it's all about the, you've got to identify, you've got to locate and you've got to attract. And when you get all of them down, then everything becomes so much easier to the point, like you're saying, you can build a social media following, your website copy is 100% speaking to your ideal guest. So everybody who walks through the door, it's an instant five star. So you never have to worry about a one or two star coming in. And then you don't have to worry about it on, on Airbnb because you are dictated because that one bad review knocks your ranking down to say 4.3 average, which then means Superhost is, is going to be harder to achieve. And it's like every three months you're fighting an uphill battle. And this is like review five, that's guest five. That's like could be potentially five weeks in and you're thinking, oh, should I just switch this to a long-term? Should I just forget about this? You know, and that's crazy. But that's the short-ism that you get when you're so reliant on one platform. So yeah, I mean, it's all about putting in those that sort of blueprint, those foundations. And, you know, this is why I'm really excited to come on, on to this podcast, because this is where I guess a lot of people are getting started in it and it can feel so overwhelming. So I just wanted to sort of break it down and go, Hey, let's do this, 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 let's get it actioned. And then everything else just becomes so much easier. Let's, let's kind of talk about that then. So your software, what is the most important piece to this and how can everything be linked? Okay. So you need to kind of do some marketing advertising. You need to draw people to it. How are people booking it? How is it kind of tracking when are days booked? When aren't they booked? How are people paying for it? How are you taking those common things that make Airbnb and VRBO work so well and then putting it into your own website here, the software? Yeah. 100%. So I, I talk about uh, never build your house on someone else's land. But before you build that house, you need to have a solid foundation in place. Now, the problem is, and this is the problem, and so many people listening to this or watching this will be able to go, yeah, that's me. So what happens? Property number one, you go and list it on Airbnb, just Airbnb. And then what happens? You'll maybe get something like Hospitable as a smart messaging tool. Hospitable used to be called Smart B&B. Now it's changed to Hospitable, but you you got smart B&B because or hospitable because you wanted that smart messaging automated feature that just makes it more sort of automated, right? And then what you do, you go, well, I've got my Airbnb listing. Let me just go and create one of these verbos. Let me go create one on there. But I've got to link my calendar. So what am I going to do? I'm just going to go grab my Airbnb iCal link and I'm going to paste it into verbo so I don't get a double booking. So then what you're doing, you're doing exactly what Airbnb wants you to do and you are building your foundation on the Airbnb land. Instead, what you've got to do is you've got to hit a hard reset. And what you've got to do, first thing, even at property number one, and, you know, there's a lot of people who will push back on this, but, you know, I, I swear by it, you've got to go and get from property number one, a property management software tool. It's otherwise known as PMS, PMP, you know, um, and this is that there's a good and bad news. So there's some fantastic technology available. When I first came back into my family business in 2011, they were using pen and paper 
and Tipex. <laughs> it was, it was, it was a mess. You know, it, we had 14 bedrooms, we had three holiday cottages. Uh, the phone would ring, a guest would book in, my dad would forgot to take the book in. And then literally I, I walked home, came in um, from being a weekend away. My mum was frantically running upstairs. She was stripping and changing her bed and her bedroom because a guest had arrived. My dad forgot to put the booking in. So <laughs> they were, it was, it was a crazy time. So by getting this technology, it means that life is so much easier for a, a newbie in the business. So a property management software tool, fantastic. The problem is there is 1,140 different solutions around the world. That's crazy. There's too much. There's too much choice. And it's just a case of getting overwhelmed. Um, what we have been doing over the last four years is we've been creating a blog post on the Boostly website, B-O-O-S-T-L-Y. And on there, what we did is we interviewed um, 100 hosts and we said, right, who are you using for your PMS? What's the pros? What's the cons? And we built out a really cool blog post. It's probably our most viewed blog post. Uh, just head to Boostly.co.uk. You'll go and find it. So there's about 14 of the top ones. So go to there, go and pick one. I mean, there's tons of different contenders. You've got Hostfully, you've got HostAway, you've got Guesty for Host. Hospitable now is classed as a as a, as a channel manager PMS because um, they do all that that linkage. You've got Uplisting, you've, there's tons of them. So go and pick one. And once you've got the property management software, everything becomes easier because then what you do is you link your Airbnb to the PMS, number one. You can go and link Verbo to the PMS. That's fantastic. Then you can go get booking.com and anything else they can link to. And the cool thing about that is that instead of you linking it to Airbnb, you're linking it to your foundation that you're starting to put in place. So that's step number one. Everything works off the property management software tool. Mark, I have a question for Tony real quick, actually on that. Tony, which one are you using and what do you recommend? Yeah, the, the same exact one that, that Mark recommended is, is hospitable. Yeah. Um, we, we honestly only, only like dabbled with a few options when we first started. Um, it was either hospitable is a big one. Uh, your Porter was another popular one that some of my friends were using. Um, and then owner res was the third one. And, um, owner res, I think by far probably is the most powerful tool, uh, but it was also the most complicated to get set up. And as a newbie in the space, I just didn't have like the, the, the brain power to, to kind of make that work. And Hospitable at the time offered uh, a good mix of automated messaging along with all the other tools that you want from a channel manager. So that's the one that uh, that we use in our business. The funny story about Hospitable is that they were powered by their community to, to, to sort of turn themselves into a PMS and a channel manager. For, and I know Pierre and I know Matt really well behind the scenes because like with Boostly, what we do now is we partner with all these providers so we can do that trackable booking that we told you about. And for years they were saying to me, listen, we're not a PMS. We're not trying to manage it. It's our community because they're going out and saying to everybody, oh yeah, I'm with, I'm with Smart B&B Hospitable with the channel manager. And they're like, we're not a, we're not a channel manager, <laughs> but they've, they've changed because of it. And it's, and this is what I love about the, the, that platform. I, 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 I love it because they are so young and fresh. And so they are, they're able to pivot really quickly. So right now, they're adding in payments, so Stripe payments. So again, the reason why you have a PMS, a property management software tool, and if somebody, so say Tony wants to come and stay at my place and he's like, hey, I've seen you on uh, on Instagram, fantastic. I want to book with you on a book direct, how to book direct. And you're like, well, um, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't got any of the systems in place. But if you've got Stripe set up, with Stripe, you can create an invoice, you can create whatever, and you can send it to, I can send it to Tony, and you can pay me direct via there, and then just go manually in your own property management software tool, mark it off on the calendar, and it's down as a as a direct booking, which, which is lovely. So the second thing to put into place is having a payment gateway. Now, Stripe is the easiest. There are so many other options, and 
you know, a good buddy of ours, Rafa, I know Rafa is looking at getting into crypto and all those cool things, but you know, Stripe is the easiest. And the one thing I love about Stripe, a couple of Irish boys set up, they've got a history in hospitality. They grew up in a hotel. So I think it's just a fantastic little easy fit, um, super low cost, takes two minutes to get set up and it links into every single good PMS. So good PMS. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I will say. I love Stripe. Have you have you used Stripe, Stripe at all before, Ashley, for anything? No. The only thing that I really collect payments from is for the liquor store, but we use a POS system called Corona. Yeah. So we, um, we've we used Stripe in different parts of our business, and I love Stripe as well. Super easy to set up. It integrates with a lot of different platforms. The only thing I don't love about Stripe is that if you have um, a longer lead time between when you process the payment and when that service or product is actually delivered, um, Stripe has a tendency to hold a certain percentage of your funds in reserve. Um, so like for us, for our, our events under the, the Real Estate Robinson and the Short-Term Rental Summit, our, our average ticket is sold between like 70 days to 60 days before our event. And when Stripe sees that there's a long delay between purchase and sale, um, they, they're like hold like 10% of all your money in like a reserve account in case there's any chargebacks or, or things like that. So that's the only thing I don't like about Stripe. Um, other than that, it's a fantastic tool. Um, and um, it, it does definitely work and integrate with a lot of different platforms. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's the payments down, which is, which is step number two. Uh, should we go on to a, a, another biggie, which is another part, which is like when I get the biggest pushback on in all of this, do you want to move on to that one? Yeah. What is that? And if I can tee it up, because I think this is the question I had for you, Mark, um, when we first started kind of working together and it was, everyone knows Airbnb, everyone knows Verbo. No one knows Tony J. Robinson's rentals in Joshua Tree, California. Like, why would someone go onto my website and book direct where they don't know me, they don't know who I am, they don't know my business, versus going onto a reputable platform like Airbnb or Verbo? And, and this is this is like a two-parter. And this is this is mostly, I feel like um 90% of the hosts that I speak to. And it's the problem that we've created, but it's also a thing that Airbnb have created as well. They are fantastic at building brand loyalty. I know not one person who walks around going, Hey, I just booked a Verbo. <laughs> I'm a Verbo host. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, people walk around saying, Hey, I booked an Airbnb. You know, we are, they are Uber in this industry. And as much as I try to stand on my little soapbox here and say, don't do that. Don't call, don't brand Airbnb. People are doing it. Right. And because of that, and this has been done by design, uh, you, all you have to do is load up YouTube, type in Ted talk and type in Joe Gebbia. He was one of the co-founders of Airbnb. He's, he's since recently left, but he, on his Ted talk, he spoke about how Airbnb built for trust and it's been done by design. And this is hundred percent done, uh, like from the offset, what they wanted to, to create, because this is, this is literally, they've got millions of people walking around branding their business on a, on a daily basis. So that's issue number one, but as a fix, we simply brand our business. So you say, if anybody comes up to you, you know, like a party or an event or whatever, Hey, what, what do you do? You say, Oh, I'm a short term rental host. My business is X, you know, whatever you want to call X. And you, and by doing that and by keep spreading the word, then you start to build that, that brand loyalty. You know, you get a domain name that fits you, you, you brand it, uh, whatever that may be. And to, to answer the question directly, how do you build that trust when a stranger is on your site? <laughs> right. There's two things that you can do. Number one, um, there's a, there's a software an accreditation service called iPRAC, I-PRAC. And my British accent is so dodgy, but I'm going to have to spell it for you. So it's P-R-A-C. So i-prac.com. 
They are the world's leading accreditation software platform tool. And what that means is that when a guest books with you directly, you are instantly, the guest is instantly covered with the IPRAC guarantee. That if they come to your property and your property is for whatever reason not there, <laughs> then they will ensure that that guest has got a place to stay. It's part of the guarantee that you have by joining them. Now, not everybody can join. You have to like fill in a, a form and sort of prove that you say you are. But once you've got that verification, they've got um, some fancy technology in the blockchain that means that you get a badge on your website, a badge that you can use on your social channels, even if you want to, your Airbnb, your Verbo listings, but it shows that you're a proper and true business. And the second thing is uh, Superhog. So this is guest verification. Now there's uh, Superhog, there's proper, there's all these different types of insurance that is available. But by having that, when a guest books and a guest verifies who they say they are, your property is then covered for $5 million. Okay. Now, one of the things that I always get a pushback on this is, well, Airbnb make it easy with air cover. Now, you've always got to remember this. When Airbnb create anything, the main person, the main people that they are benefiting is Airbnb. So you've got Airbnb dynamic pricing that covers Airbnb, that, that benefits them. And it's the same with air cover. Air cover is just fancy marketing spiel and it is there and it is a lot better than what it used to be. And that is being amended to make sure hosts are a little bit more protected. But there's some really worrying um, news that's coming out with Airbnb and air cover in that when a host puts a claim in, if a host puts, let's say, five claims in out of 30 bookings, Airbnb are turning around and saying, hey, you're using this far too much, naughty Mr. Airbnb host. We're going to actually pause your listing, cancel your listing, suspend your listing, which is crazy. Uh, but also as well, there's just other, there's other, really worrying stories come out because at the end of the day, what you've got to remember is that an insurance company is a, is, is going to, you know, try and get out of X, Y, and Z payments and they're going to delay the process as much as possible. So what you need to do is you've got to make sure you've got a third party coverage that's going to cover your back as well, because you don't want to, for example, somebody comes to my property, they smash it all up. I then report it to Airbnb, or even if it's just a minor breakage, let's say they, they smash the TV. And I am not going to place that claim in at Airbnb until the guest has left the review because I'm afraid that if I turn around and go in the review, one star review, guest broke the TV, dad didn't tell it, da 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 da, then the guest is then going to use that as leverage to then write me a crappy review. It means that my algorithm tanks. It's like you are so worried about the review that the guest is going to leave that you're just going to end up sort of going, you know what? only a crack TV. I can go get another one of them. And it's, it shouldn't be like that. You know what I mean? So by having that third party coverage, i.e. Superhog, S-U-P-E-R-H-O-G.com, then you, you're no longer worried about putting in a claim for, 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 for things like that. And so that is, is the, the other two things. So you have the IPRAC for the um, verification of you as a business. So it gives that, that extra level of trust. And then you get the Superhog um, which is again for the guest verification. So you know the guest who say who's coming in and that means you are covered in your property. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb and that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, 
we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my nine-to-five job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring? Your search is over. Really, there's no need to search. Match instead with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates super fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to hire top talent faster. Speaking of top talent, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. But why do I love Indeed? Because I'm busy and scrolling through 300 resumes is not helping my business grow. It's actually making it slow. With Indeed, I can hire faster and know I'm getting someone who can do the job. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to post your jobs with more visibility at Indeed.com slash rookie. Just go to Indeed.com slash rookie right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash rookie. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When Bigger Pockets started podcasting, no one thought we needed a store, but then books, so many books, best selling books, rookie books, partnership books. We needed the best real estate bookstore ever, so we chose Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch stage to the first order stage to the did we just sell out the whole store stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling real estate books or retro clothing, Shopify's platform helps you sell everywhere, online or in person. Now, speaking of online, did you know Shopify has the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better than other leading commerce platforms? And no matter how big you grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control of your business. And that's why we chose Shopify for the Bigger Pockets bookstore. So sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash bprookie, all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash bprookie now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash bprookie. Whether you need to buy or sell or you're just obsessed with looking at homes for sale, Redfin's got you covered. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes to help you see new homes first. And they give you personalized recommendations based on the homes you like, so you can find the home that's just right for you, whether that's a cabin, a craftsman, or a castle. With the top-rated Redfin app, you can favorite homes, share listings with others, and schedule tours, even the same day, with a local Redfin agent who can help guide you through the whole home buying process. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents have the experience to help get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents. With a listing fee as low as 1%, Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards what matters most to you, like your next home. In fact, last year, Redfin saved home sellers $127 million. No matter where you are in your real estate journey, Redfin can help. Download the Redfin app to get started today. Ashley, let me ask you a question. Have you ever booked direct? No, I haven't. Neither have I've I. I've never even booked on VRBO either. I've only booked on Airbnb. You're going to make a British man cry right here. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Mark, a question I have about that stuff is how is, how are those things being paid for? Is this, you know, paid on the host side? Is this a fee, this fee covered on the guest side? How are you getting this much coverage? So with IPRAC, for example, um, the host or the business, you pay an agency rate and it's based over a year. It's like, it's like an annual subscription. So it's, uh, let's just say, for example, if you were going to sign up for a Netflix subscription for you, it's the same sort of thing. So you pay that when it comes to uh, Superhog, it's actually uh, built into the guest side. And the cool thing is as well, if you use Superhog correctly, it can actually be a revenue generator for you as a business, because when a guest verifies who they say they are, you can actually end up generating revenue from the insurance company that works alongside Superhog and the guest verification. Um, with Stripe, obviously there is a percentage to pay per booking, but that is a very low percentage in comparison with the commission costs. And commission costs is something that I think is really important to note. And this is very, very time sensitive because very recently over the last sort of 48 hours, Airbnb announced uh, that on the platform now, they're going to get rid of cleaner fees. They're going to get rid of um, all those things. And they're just going to have state taxes, whatever those taxes may be. This is to fall in line with booking.com and the Expedia group. Now, there's definitely something behind this. And I would love to think that this is all uh, swings and roundabouts and roses and, and lovely things. It's like all for the good. But booking um, Airbnb used to be 3% commission to you, the host, and then they charge the rest of the percentage to a service charge to the guest. Very recently, when they bought Hotel Tonight, it's their pivot to taking on booking.com and Verbo. 2017, Airbnb had 15% of the whole market. The prediction is by 2025, they're going to have 60% of the market. They are not going to just catch up with booking.com and Verbo. They're going to overtake them massively. And to do that, what they need to do, they need to get rid of that niggling thing that is in the way, and that's the service charge. So they've already started. As soon as you try and connect your Airbnb account to a property management tool, they say, hey, you are a professional host. Let's get rid of that. And you're whacked up to 14%. Um, commission, right? My worry and my fear, we talk about they're trying to become the verbo of the, of the, you know, the taxi industry. My fear is that they're trying to become the Amazon of the world where, you know, if, if I sell a product on, on, on Amazon, I have to spend up to 60% commission for everything that I sell. It's crazy. And they dictate everything. I don't get any data. I don't even get a name of who buys anything, a book or whatever on Amazon, but I have to go down that route. I don't have a printing company behind me. I can't print all these books off. So I have to, have to, have to go through Amazon to do it. Now, the way that it's going is that if Airbnb continue to dominate this industry and we've got so many people who are branding themselves as Airbnb businesses, Airbnb could easily turn around in 2025 and you go, you know what? Mr. And Mrs. Host, uh, this relationship that we've got here isn't sort of fair. We're generating, you know, 80% of your revenue. I feel this 14% commission is not right. Let's bump that up to 20. Let's bump it up to 25, 30, 40, 45. We think this is a 50-50 relationship. And you know, all this data that you get, the phone number, the name, you're not going to get that. You're just going to get this little um, NFT notification, whatever they're going to do in the future. You know what I mean? Which is worrying because then you literally have no way of communicating with your guests. You've got no way of potentially, you know, generating a, a, a repeat booking, a repeat guest, a direct booking. So we have to start doing these things now. We have to sort of start sucking up a little subscription fee here and there, because if we don't, 
and we continue to let them dominate the way that they are dominating, then this game is going to get so much harder. So this is why it's really important. Everybody watching this puts this into practice at property number one. Don't wait until property number 10 or 20. You know, something that I did think of back to that question you asked me, Tony, if I have you know, done a booking off of a, a direct website. I haven't, but I've done almost word of mouth. So like, it's actually very common around here for lake houses that the same families re-rent them every single year. So these people don't even have any kind of online presence and it's just word of mouth. But imagine how much further those people could take it if, you know, they have these same families that are coming in they're putting up a website. Those families share it with other families that are going through and they still have no need to be on Airbnb or any other platform too. So, um, you know, Ash, that's a, that's a great point. And like a, a, an example came to mind as you were talking about that. And it's a, uh, it's auto camp. Have you heard of auto camp? No, I don't think so. Mark, have you heard of auto camp? No. So auto camp is, um, it, it's, it's a resort but instead of it being like a traditional hotel stay, all they offer is airstreams. And they're in places like Yosemite. They opened up in Joshua Tree. Uh, I think they're in Utah somewhere. Um, but like they that that idea of like doing the whole airstream thing was really popularized on Airbnb, right? Like that's where a lot of these unique stays started to originate. And AutoCamp kind of took that idea and they said, hey, we're going to do this at scale, but you actually can't book an AutoCamp Airstream on Airbnb. You can only book direct through their website. So it's an interesting model, right? It's like they're they're taking something that was popularized by Airbnb, but yet they're saying, if you want to book this, you actually can't get it from there. You have to come direct to us. And you know, I, I haven't seen AutoCamp on Expedia's uh, website on booking.com. Like I only see them direct book. So it is, it's an interesting thing right? It's like you can't build it out. It just takes a little bit longer. I saw, which I opened Airbnb the other day and it went right to, I was viewing it as a guest and I wasn't in my host account and up this beautiful property popped up and I looked at it and it was somewhat close to me. And I went through their listing and it was like, check us out at this website, follow us on Instagram. And it was like their brand and they had four or five other properties. And I went and looked them up. I started following them but like, do you think there are people out there that are putting their listing up on Airbnb, but directing people to their website? Do you think like people are even like saying like, I, I don't know what Airbnb like monitors, but are there people out there saying, Hey, if you want a 20% discount, go to the website to book directly or now you're making me happy. And, and <laughs> like, this is literally what this, and this, is literally what this book is about. Like This book, the book direct playbook, I got yeah. 101 tips in there. And one of the things I talk about, and it's what I talked about um, on the Bigger Pockets podcast, it was at 680. I spoke about how to optimize your listing to drive a guest from Airbnb to your direct booking website. And it is a simple sort of walkthrough. There's, there's so many cool little uh, checkpoints on your Airbnb listing that you can do so. And it's not going against any T's and C's. It doesn't hurt your algorithm in any way, shape or form. And that makes me happy. You, you made me cry earlier when you're talking about you've never direct booked, but that little story there, that's made me happy. And the cool thing is about the story about the, the lake houses, that is a direct booking. It doesn't have to be on a fancy, fancy website. A direct booking is when somebody reaches out to you on the phone, on the email, your website or social medias, just say, hey, how do I make a booking? And the problem is, is that as 
as hosts who are so reliant on Airbnb, you get overwhelmed because there's 101 different things that you could be doing. And so that's why I put that book together. So it's just like, right, you open it up just like a playbook, like a coach's playbook. You open it up and go, right, I need help on social media. Follow it, implement it, you're sorted. And there's so many case studies, there's so many stories, which makes my world happier because again, we proof is in the pudding, nearly $3 million worth of direct bookings generated this year. And that's just tracked. That's not including phone calls, emails, WhatsApps, social media messages, emails, letters, <laughs> you name it. That's, that's things we can't track, but it, it is happening. And the good news is, is that direct bookings year on year is increasing. So, you know, obviously OTAs take up tons of the, the, the overall amount of bookings, but direct bookings are increasing as well. COVID has sped that up because there was a point in time, especially in the UK, if you wanted to book in the UK, you couldn't on airbnbbooking.com because they shut out the calendar, but there were still people that needed accommodation. I know you've just had uh, the amazing Sarah and Ziona on talking about medium term rentals and, you know, about how they, they help um, place um, insurance people, displaced people, healthcare workers, etc. Those will all need an accommodation in the UK during, during 2020. They could only book direct. And it's, and this is the cool thing is that um, it, all it takes is some simple proactive marketing. The problem in this industry is too many people are reactive. They're literally sat there waiting for the ping notification on the phone going, oh, I've got an Airbnb booking. But instead, you should be being proactive and doing 30 minutes of new business every day. It amazes me how many people, when I say just do 30 minutes of new business, the first thing every business owner should do, not just hospitality, everyone, it doesn't matter if you're a PT, a hairdresser, first thing you should do, 30 minutes of new business. And people look at me like, you know, I've asked them to go and run a marathon. I'm just like, I'm not doing that. It's 30 minutes. It's like an episode on Netflix. You know, you could do it while watching Netflix, you know, so <laughs> it's so easy to do. Marks, you know, I want to talk about the direct bookings increasing, but I, I want to tie back to what, what Ashley, you had mentioned about like the Instagram handles kind of being in the, in the profiles or on the listings. Um, and I, I think Mark tying back to where, where we kind of initially started this, this first little conversation was about the trust piece. I feel like if someone can go to your listing on Airbnb and you have your Instagram profile that kind of gives the story of who you are as a host, who you are as a business, and maybe there's a link in there to your direct booking website, like it still builds the trust. And then maybe if they saw that you're on Airbnb, but now you've got this cool Instagram profile and there's a link in there to go book direct, maybe that does build the trust for them to actually book with you directly. Um, and the other thing you mentioned, Mark, about the, the direct bookings increasing, um, I mean, what do you think like is now, it's, I don't know, like, is it getting easier or harder do you think to kind of build that presence of your own direct booking platform? Like as Airbnb and Verbo gains more popularity, do you think that's going to make it easier or harder for hosts moving forward to, to build out their own direct booking platforms? If I have my way, it's going to be easier. And the whole thing is, is that we we have to start doing something now. It's so easy. I mean, the thing is, is that we make it seem so hard. And when we get, we think it's hard, we get overwhelmed. We just go, ah, I'll just deal with it, deal with it another day. And um, the, the really cool thing is that your Airbnb profile, so not the listing, but your profile is an untapped real estate of Airbnb that nobody uses. Like I've been onto so many listings because I do a tons of marketing reviews. So every month in the hospitality community group, I pick one person at random, I do a marketing review. When I, and when I do this review, I look at everything from social media to their um, listing sites. And I always look at Airbnb and I look at the profile and so many people in their profile, I just put, hey, I'm Bob. It's like, Bob, calm down. You've got 400 characters of description that you can use here to sort of present yourself as a, uh, a professional business. Now I love Tony, yours and Sarah's, your Airbnb profile gets straight into that. You say, explain exactly who you are, why you do it, 
And then, you know, from there, people can go and find out more about you. So the first thing that I feel like everybody should be doing on the Airbnb profile that first line, and this is like general copy talk. Everybody talks about the hook in copywriting and a hook is just basically getting someone's attention so they take action, right? The first line is you should be saying, hey, I'm Mark, founder of X. Um, you, now you can't put a direct web link in there. Airbnb will spot that, the bots will spot that, but you can get creative. So I always used to put, hey, I'm Mark, founder of X. Check out our online reviews. They're rather good or they're really good. So what's the first thing that you do? They're going, oh, I'm going to go find these online reviews. So I've given them my name. I've given them the business. I've told them where I'm located. So if they went and Googled business name in location, the way that Google works, it's going to show you your business website because it's there and there. The keywords is very low. Now, the cool thing that we're doing at the moment is I'm showing people to put, um, check out our IG, which is Instagram. And then you put the little at symbol and then you put the, the, um, the handle straight afterwards. So everybody now knows what IG means and they know what the ads are there. And again, you've been driving them from Airbnb. We're going to have literally, they'll have the, um, uh, the Instagram, uh, the Airbnb app up on the phone and they can instantly then open up the Instagram right next to it and they can come and find you. And then if, if you've got your Instagram listing um, optimized as in a pinned post saying, hey, this is how you book. So it's like being differential and being direct and saying, showing this is how you book, having a pinned post showing it, whether it's a video or whether it's a post. And then you've got a link tree in your bio. So many ways we can do this. You just got to start. Mark, I want to take us to the pricing part of this. So if you're using Airbnb, they have their pricing tool. It's like their dynamic pricing then, or you can, it's price labs, I think is another one where you can integrate it to figure out how much you should charge per night. And I'll be completely honest. There's like three or four other short-term rentals in the area that I have my Airbnb. So there's literally no data that comes up when looking at any of these things, but, um, also air DNA, there's no data from those. So the easiest way for me is just going on Airbnb and looking what other people are charging. But for somebody who's in this huge market, how are you able to incorporate this with doing direct bookings? And where's the data being pulled from, I guess, too? Yeah, well, there's Price Labs, there's Wheelhouse, there's Beyond Pricing. You know, there's there's so many cool tools available now that wasn't around when I first got started. This is the, my biggest regret as a hospitality owner is that every year when it came to pricing, we would just put the price up a dollar. We had a set price for the whole year, which is mental, but we didn't want to upset our like loyal customers or whatever. Very typical Yorkshire mindset. And if I say Yorkshire mindset to you, you're going to think, what, what's he talking about? But if anybody's been to England, you'll know what the Yorkshire mindset means. It's just, we, we would just basically just go, All right, that's the price this year. And it'd be like, what, a set fee of £80 a night, which is madness. But now with pricing tools, it's like we have got access to the technology that was only available to like the Las Vegas casinos, the Marriott's and, and whatnot. And it's available to everybody. It doesn't matter if it's property one or property whatever. And where they get their data from is where everybody gets their data from. It's from the booking sites, from the listing sites. It's it's AirDNA Air and all that cool stuff. They've got access to so much data. And um, the, the main thing that I want everybody to take away from this is never, ever, ever, like literally slap yourself on the wrist if you ever go onto Airbnb and go, oh, I'm going to check out their, their pricing suggestion. I'm going to see what they suggest I charge because they're only going to benefit one person and one person only, and that's Airbnb. You need to use this third-party tool, and it's so cost-effective. It's so cheap. Whether it's Price Labs, Wheelhouse is free. You know, it's, you can't get more cost-effective than that. And then you've got Beyond as well. There's, there's loads of cool ones. And you've got to 
take it with a pinch of salt. So do your research on there. I, I always say to everybody in the Boostly community, go and get active on, on Price Labs. Go get a listen on Wheelhouse. Go get a listen on Beyond and use it as a, as a guide. Don't use it as the be all and end all. Yes, you can set your price rule sets, et cetera. But for like, actually for your, um, for your scenario, it's, it's literally a case of going on, looking what everybody else is charging and then, you know, look at what you offer um, as well and go, right, well, I'm going to charge this because I know that I can charge this because I offer an extra, whatever that may be, the amenity may be a hot tub, it may be whatever, whatever it may be. And, in, and then, you, you you know, you, you use it as a guideline. You're not going to have a set price throughout the year because there's going to be set dates in your calendar that you know that you could sell three or four or five times over. For that, I will go up or down. Now, as the, the more you go down this rabbit hole, yes, you can then pay Price Labs, Wheelhouse, Beyond for their pro services that so does this all automatically and you literally don't have to worry about it. Or you can do a combination of the two. But the main thing is never, ever, 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 ever use Airbnb suggestion because it's only going to benefit one person, one person only. So like Airbnb's goal is to make their is to make their pricing as competitive as possible. And the way that they want to really scale their business isn't necessarily by getting hosts to charge more. It's by increasing the supply of hosts on the platform right? If they have a larger inventory of available listings, that's how Airbnb continues to scale. Or to your point earlier, Mark, maybe it's now they're charging the host a little bit more for being on the platform, right? But their goal is to always be super competitive when it comes to pricing. So if you listen to what they're suggesting, you will always, always, always price yourself lower than what people are actually willing to pay. Do you want to hear what my Airbnb prediction is for next year or maybe the year after? Yeah. We would love to. <laughs> so as uh, I don't know if you've watched this, but have you checked out the the Spotify uh, Netflix series? No. If not, go and check it out. It was created in in Sweden, but it was dubbed in English, and it was it was really interesting because it told a six part story from every single angle, from the founder to the CTO to the coder to the artist. And one thing I think it's episode five that was really controversial is when Spotify wanted to charge an extra commission to the artist to get their song appearing higher on the list. All right. Now let's bring this back to hospitality. Booking.com have done this for years. So you pay a flat 15% fee, but if you want to get an extra boost in your listing visibility, you then up that commission from 15% to 18% to 20%. With everything that's been happening very recently, they are moving towards that model. I can pretty much foresee it in my in my mystical meg ball and i hope to pin this and come back to this when they do it and go told you so airbnb will turn around and go hey mr host at the moment our algorithm is based off price review and availability they don't care about superhost by the way everybody every quarter who puts up that little superhost badge saying hey i'm a superhost guess what that's doing that's branding airbnb on your social media channels it's genius branding and it does one thing or one thing only and i've got this set post i put out every three months and saying superhost means nothing right and they all come back to me saying well it means i get more visibility on their platform no it doesn't they care about price they care about reviews and availability now, there's going to be a case in point in time where everybody's got the same price, the same reviews, the same availability. So then they're going to go, well, Mr. Host, Mrs. Host, how can you get more visibility on our site? You're struggling with bookings. Here's what you can do. It's called Airbnb Visibility Boost. Let's knock that 14% up to 20% and we'll whack you up here. And that's what's coming. And it just makes so much financial sense for them because they know the hosts that are desperate, the hosts that just rely on one platform will pay for extra commission to get 
that booking. Now that is a bad thing. So this is why you've got to start doing all of this now. Go and get the playbook, put it all into practice and, you, and you'll never have to worry about an Airbnb algorithm change again. You'll literally go, oh, that's cute. Let me now go back to running my business and I'll just work. <laughs> that's just a nice little change. So, you know, it's like social media. Like if you have a huge Instagram following and then all of a sudden social media goes down, you have no way of reaching your platform, the, all your followers, the people that you engage with. And it's just gone. Instagram controls all of that. The same with Facebook or Snapchat or any of those and that's why it's so important to create like a, the most common thing I see is create an email list so that if one of those prop, those programs go down that software, then it's creating that email list that you have it. So like capturing emails from people, giving away free stuff or whatever that is and having your own website too and being able to reach people in a more way you can control. Can I give you a Boostly top tip for 2023? Yes, please. Which you'll all love. So there's a company called Stayfy. And again, my British accent is awful, so I'll spell it. It's S-T-A-Y-F-I. Now, this is not my company. I'm not affiliated by them. I just love them. And what they do, and the best way of describing what they do, is when was the last time you were in a Starbucks or an airport or a, or a Marriott? If you wanted to use their Wi-Fi, what did you have to do? You had to give up your email address to yeah. use the, the Wi-Fi. And I've been talking about building an email list since 2016. I bang on about it. And there's so many pluses to it, but StayFi is fantastic because there's been nothing for the short-term rental industry. I dabbled with something in 2014. It wasn't ready. StayFi now makes it ready. So when you get a, a guest come and stay at one of your properties, and if you've got a larger property that sleeps, let's say 12 to 14 people, if you're doing it right, you will get the guests, bookers, information, name, email, phone number. And there's so many other ways of doing it right. But this is the cool thing is that you don't just get the bookers information. You get everybody in the party's information because to use the Wi-Fi, they have to give up their, their, their email and they readily do it because everybody wants Wi-Fi. <laughs> like yeah. everybody wants the Wi-Fi. So you've got 14 people. Now just imagine that the guest booker, he's booked it for a friends and family's meetup. That guest is never going to go back to, to Tennessee again. He's never going to go back to Gatlinburg or wherever it may be. But that doesn't mean that somebody else in the party won't. And by getting all those 14 guest data, if you do this regularly, you do it over a year, you can easily get a thousand emails. Now, the cool thing about what StayFi are doing next year is that they are building an email CRM, but they're also building in text messaging and they're building templates and automation that just makes it so easy to collect, but also then distribute and use. So as a prime example. Even if they aren't going back to like Tennessee, you know, like if you have properties in other places, right? Like yeah. if you have properties in multiple markets, now you're able to kind of market those other options. To them. And if they enjoyed their stay with you in city A, there's a good chance they'll enjoy that stay with you in city B. So, and that's called building a brand, yeah, building a business. That, that is it. Yeah. I, I actually just pulled it, pulled it up real quick and it's so easy. They send you a device, you plug it into the router and then you just, when the people sign, try to sign into the Wi-Fi, they just put in their information. Like, it's very easy. Like, why not do it? So, Mark, you've been fantastic, brother. And, and every time we chat, I always learn a little something new, man. So I'm glad we got to share your your vast knowledge with the rookie audience here. So I want to start to wrap things up. I want to move into our rookie exam. These are the three most important questions that we ask every single guest that comes on to the show. So we'll jump right in. Question number one, Mark, what is one actionable thing rookies should do after listening to your episode? First thing everybody should do is go and check out uh, property management software tools. And I don't care if you're at property one or property three, just go and implement it in your business right now. PMS, go get that. 
So the next question is, and we might already know the answer to this, what is one tool, software, app, or system in your business that you use? So um, I would, I'm going to say obviously PMS, but also as well, what I, I have built with the family business, which was the Granary and also Boostly is a really good email marketing software tool. Um, I use MailChimp um, and it's fantastic, M-A-I-L-C-H-I-M-P, and it's free. It's free to use for the first 2000 subscribers. And it just, it's, it's that place where you start to build that list. Um, it's so important to do so. So please, please do it soon. All right, Mark, last question. Where do you plan on being, or maybe where do you plan, plan on Boostly being uh, five years from now? Everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want to continue just making sure that Boostly is visible to all. doesn't matter how you taking content, whether it's uh, blogs, whether it's books, whether it's audible audio, whether it's video, I just want to make sure that Boostly is everywhere because if I can help my big, my big goal is to help 1 million hosts cut down on a reliance on it on Airbnb. And that means that I need to make sure that it is visible uh, everywhere. It doesn't matter how people take in, taking content on all the platforms. So yeah, it's just continually striving to make sure we are everywhere. So Mark, for our next segment, we usually highlight a rookie rock star, but we wanted to kind of switch it up uh, this week. And we want to ask you, what is your advice for somebody who wants to be, they're just starting out in their journey and they want to become a rock star in 2023. You as an entrepreneur, um, obviously have become successful. You've got your hands in many things to, to put together these websites. What kind of advice would you give to somebody who has identified what they want to do, how they can actually take action and become that rookie rock star? So I'm going to give the same advice that somebody gave to me in 2016, and that's imperfect action applied at speed is the key to success. Um, so many businesses are sort of destroyed on procrastination. So imperfect action applied at speed is the key to success. That's great. I like that. Well, Mark, thank you so much for joining us this week. Can you let everyone know where they can reach out to you and find out some more information about you? So the best place and the only place is this one. It's the Book Direct Playbook. Go and find it, Audible, um, Amazon, wherever it may be. Go and find that. And once you get that, um, you get access to my Instagram, you get access to a course and all that cool stuff. So go and grab that. Come and say hi. Uh, I do love an Instagram DM. So come and say hi in the DMs. And, and if you've got any questions like at all, just throw them at me. Um, and we'll see how we can help. And I know you guys love to slide into people's DMs. So make sure you guys follow Mark on Instagram. What's your Instagram handle, Mark? It's at Boostly UK, B-O-O-S-T-L-Y-U-K. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. I'm Ashley at Wealth From Rentals and he's Tony at Tony J. Robinson. And we will be back on Saturday with a rookie reply. The market is changing and finding your way can be tricky. Rates shift, headlines whirl, but your goal hasn't changed. You want financial freedom. And the best investors know it's not about timing the market. It's about time in the market. If you're ready to get into the real estate investing game or take your game to the next level, finding an investor-friendly agent is your next step. With BiggerPockets Agent Finder, you can find the right agent in minutes. Just head to biggerpockets.com deals 
enter a few details about what and where you want to buy and boom, instantly match with an investor-friendly agent who fits the bill. These local market experts can help you navigate the neighborhoods, analyze the numbers and take action with confidence once and for all. There's free resources only available at biggerpockets.com slash deals. Get an agent, get the deal and get closer to financial freedom at biggerpockets.com slash deals. That's biggerpockets.com slash deals to find your investor-friendly agent today. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all host and participant opinions are their own. Investment in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. Bigger Pockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.